Gonna break a story idea with better buddies. talk about for like one of my favorite uh pieces of trivia from world war ii is the fact that um switzerland because they were neutral would shoot down both um it would shoot down both allied and axis planes and it would take both parties hostage but it would it they didn't have like military prisons or camps or anything like that to put them because they weren't really expecting them to be shot down in the numbers that they were or something like that so the only thing they had available were ski resorts. Like yeah. those were the only thing empty. So they just shut up a bunch of like Nazis and Americans and British people and like Italians, like all in these ski resorts and just kept them like under watch. And I'm like, how has that movie not been made yet? How, how <laughs> that would be an amazing film. Are you kidding me? That's okay. bad times at the El Royale, but with a bunch of <laughs> multinational uh, We're going to start the podcast right now and just cut into that. Hello. Welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, it's James and John. And uh, we're going to get back to pitching this movie. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So, so it, it, are we, we're really doing this? We're, like, yeah. we're pitching this We're, we're okay. skipping around this so, week. I put in the uh, Better Buddies rework rewrite, where we rework a film or series to make it a new entertaining story after the icebreaker, but we're doing it before. Fuck it, let's go. This, this is a new segment, right? Yes. Oh, that's or, fun. Okay. Okay, so... I think we should provide so, some context. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, so I'm we'll, including everything we just talked about to have the context in. Oh, okay. okay we're cold okay. opening with that discussion, so they should know. <laughs> okay, cool. That we're talking about Switzerland shooting down awesome. everybody in World War II and putting them in ski resorts. Now, here's my question, James. Yeah. Are yes. we starting at the ski resort with them like trying to get along and it's like a we're enemies and by the end of the movie, friends? Or... Are we following the story of an intrepid group of American Air Force pilots who are trying to get shot down over Switzerland and failing? Oh, that would be oh, that would be so I think, good. I think we have two different movies here. I, I okay. Both are I, good. Think, <clears throat> I like both of those. I I like the idea potentially of having it as a kind of like goofy. I'm almost thinking of like in the vein of like the 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 war films that were made in like the the 50s and 60s but were a little more sort of like almost kind of like a mash tone i guess so not okay. like 50s and 60s but like that kind of stuff but it takes place at the ski resort and i think you could have the fighter the the crew of like an american bomber where they're all just like hanging out initially um like throughout the film they're like a cast of secondary characters like they're like sun tanning like on the deck of the you know uh, on the deck of like one of the lodges like sunglasses like a cigarette or like a drink or something like that and they, they you can have like one of the main characters interact with them and it's like buddy we wanted to get shot down <laughs> like, <laughs> like something like that i think would be kind of that reminds me of sort of like one of those recurring little like mini cast of characters that would show up during a movie almost. are we are we leaning more mash where it's like serious mixed with comedy or Hogan's Heroes where it was all comedy? Um, I'm personally leaning towards like, I wouldn't say serious. I would just say like grounded. Like, I think mm -hmm. it would be good to start out with um, potentially, I don't know. Like, how do you guys think, like, how do you think that type of movie should start? Because we need a focal point. We need sort of like a, well, a through line. So I, I think they should all start at the resort already. And then we have a bunch okay. of backstory vignettes of how everybody got there. Oh, and the okay. Americans are just one of those. So like it's kind of serious otherwise. And then there's just these goofballs who are here on purpose. So yeah, it sounds like we'd almost go sort of a like Pulp Fiction style storytelling. where like we have the different stories all kind of converging at this one point. Mm hmm. Oh, I like that a lot. I like, I, I, I don't, I still think there should be action that takes place at the ski resort because yeah. I think that like, that setting is like too fun to pass up. But I do like the idea of these like vignettes that flesh out 
each of like the groups of like I, I'm a, like kind of like a Pulp Fiction, like it's almost an ensemble cast of different characters from all the all the different like countries involved mm-hmm. in the war. Um, and you could kind of almost make it like thematic of like the war itself, I think, which would be like I guess part and parcel of it, but still pretty interesting. So, now, so obviously you need okay, yeah. Just because I I want to get this out there, do we get the scenes? Where they have a snowball fight mimicking the actual war. It's like they dig yeah, trenches in the snow and are throwing snowballs at each other. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And you have a foreshadowing where the Germans get overtaken by the by the Russians and the Americans and they uh uh one of them like fake commits suicide or something like like uh not like commit suicide, obviously, but you know what I mean? Snow. Like Yeah, something like that, exactly. Like one of them is like alone in like like the idea that the Germans have built this actual like massive fort, like an underground bunker, <laughs> like, like I think you could still have like goofy parts to it as long as you kind of keep it like within the within the um, within the bounds of sort of like almost the reality of the story. So I love the idea of like the Americans and the Russians like working together, and they come over this hill and they see that the Germans have like built. It almost looks like a little box, and then they actually get into it. They realize it's this like labyrinthian, like underground bunker. Someone you, can make a comment like, "Oh, no wonder they got us right out of the gate," or something like that. I think I think that's when you do because like they do the ice sculpture things, right? Where like that are big enough to like our hotels. So yeah. it's clearly you can build. You take the snow and ice and build large structures. The Germans, like the Americans and the Russians, couldn't see what they were doing, and the Germans built a fake hill. To hide their structure in. <laughs> oh. So the Americans oh, and Russians be... crest the hill, and the hill they're standing on is the base. <laughs> I like that a lot. You can have like a great you have you can have a great like kind of like pseudo reveal. Which keeps the reality like, too of the like trying to stay more grounded. Yeah, that's and it would be funny too, where it's kind of like the Star Wars thing where it's like, that's no moon. That's a, that's a space station, a you know. It's like, the bunker. <laughs> that's no hill. Yeah. <laughs> I the love giant that. snow mech warrior comes out of that. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it's actually an anime. The um, oh, we would need the Japanese. Ooh, the too. British and the Russians are in the bunker, like, trying to clear it out. And it's almost like mm-hmm. alien level of they don't know where the Germans are coming from. And they're trying to, like, get through it. And they turn a corner into a room, and there's a sauna, and the Americans are just hanging out in the sauna. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that American group, like uh, keeps showing up, like in in just like random spots, and they're just they're just like hanging out. They're just chilling. I just take this seriously. Nah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> this is a seriously good hot tub. We're at a ski resort. Come on, guys. It's like, dude, look where we are. Come on. <laughs> and course, the British Germans like. For the king, king country, and, uh, <laughs> ah, fuck. Who's the- Churchill? For Winston Churchill, we shall defeat uh, these Nazi menace. Yeah. No, that's well. You can have to the British like build because uh, the British were the first to design to to uh, build like the original tanks. So you could have them cobble something together like during the snowball fight. That's like a tank or something it's, like uh, that. But a over it. They've got a um a snowmobile. An, an actual water tank this time. Do you guys know the fun trivia around um, the name of tanks? No. What is no. it? So when the British were developing them, they like marketed it, quote unquote, as designing a new kind of water tank, as like an anti-espionage tactic. Oh. So like the materials kind of line up, you know. So it's like, Thanks okay, yeah, this is legit. So yeah, tanks. I forget where I heard that, but I think it's true. <laughs> I mean, I heard it too a little while back, I think, so. Yeah, might have been on this very podcast. Wow. We gotta, we gotta think of, really quick, we gotta think of a name. We gotta think of a title. I mean, what's the climax um, of the story? Well, okay, so I think, I honestly do think, I think we might need a, a, yeah. Ooh, I think I've got, I've got an idea. So, hmm. They're doing their whole little shtick there, right? Like, they're having fun, they're still fighting a little bit, but, like, it's all mostly harmless. And the Swiss guards and the Swiss government gets word of it. The Swiss government gets word 
about it, and there's a threat that word will get out to all the sides in the war that Switzerland isn't serious about keeping its prisoners. That it's not watching them, really. That it's not cracking down on the prisoners. So there's no threat there. And so there's no danger if they, like, try to invade Switzerland. So the Swiss guards, and the Swiss government tries to, like, crack down on the ski resorts. And the all the prisoners trapped there have to, like, fake it. Or right? They have to band together to thwart the Swiss. Yes. In a snowball royale. Yeah, I actually, I, I like that. I like the concept a lot. I would, I actually like that quite a bit. I, I would tweak it almost to like maybe the like warden of the like quote unquote prison, like the ski lodge is like, you can have him be like very concerned with his like reputation. And he has those same concerns where if like word gets out, um, like I can see the scene now where he's like talking to one of his like subordinates or something like that, like his right hand man. Um, and he's like talking like, oh, if word gets out, like my rep- like my reputation is like going to be shot. And it's also like, what will they what will they think if word gets out like beyond you know beyond Switzerland that we're a joke that like you know that opens up the possibility of invasion and I will not have like blah 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 blah. So like, so I like if, the idea. What if he's the primary antagonist for most of the movie, trying to like mm-hmm. crack down on them and shut things down, and then the end is there's a government. Uh, like, com- like committee or somebody coming to inspect it, and the he's like he doesn't expect it, but the like the prisoners all like play along and just like transform it to make it seem like they're actually under guard. Yeah, that's uh, they actually have to like sort of like fa- it's funny because like I had an idea for like a musical that was actually very similar to this. I'm not going to lie. Just the setting was a little different, but it's a little like edgy. Um <laughs> Do you want me to do you want me to can I pitch it really quick? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, it'd be a musical. Um This might actually I I kind of have to give credit to one of our friends like Hudson from high school cuz I'm borrowing actually kind of uh kind of a bit from him on this but i'm also kind of like putting my own spin on it i'm almost thinking like a mel brooks style sort of like musical yeah uh but it's called auschwitz with two exclamation points so you gotta almost <laughs> imagine like auschwitz like and the whole story behind it is that it's actually it's not like the it's not the auschwitz that we know it's like a different one it's like the original one oh, this no. concentration camp that just happens to share the same name or this camp i should say that happens to share the same name and it was like same name one of the original... almost the same name it it could be like it could have like two z's or something like it but i think it's almost funnier if it is just like the same name and it's like the original one and it's okay. very far flung out there so it's been like forgotten about and like it was before they actually decided what they were going to do with those. So it was, it's literally, it literally was just like an internment camp. And like, because it's been so far on the frontier, like time has passed by where like, um, nobody who gets put there as a guard cares about what they're doing. None of the actual implements that would make it a camp are like actually in there. So they're all just like hanging out. Like everyone is just kind of like hanging out at this camp and we can follow like different stories and stuff like that. But the comedy comes in when they get word that a, a major SS officer is coming to inspect the original concentration camp (laughs) and they have to, they have to fake, they have to fake it. They have to fake that. It's like a real one, which I think we're like, cause obviously they kind of been left to fend them for themselves. They're not starving the prisoners. No, they're not. No, it's like they're all they're all getting along. Like they're all like they don't care. Like so no the one prisoners cares. are doing the like black paint on their sides to try and appear skinnier. <laughs> yeah, they're like working with like lighting. Like you could have like one of the quote unquote prisoners who was like a cinematographer, and he's like he's like arguing with like one of the German officers. It's like no, this is like the right lighting, or this is the right lighting, and blah blah blah. And like, um, like they don't know like like. 
They, 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 I don't know. I just think like, I know that's like really, really edgy and like kind of bad, but that there's something like so fundamentally like comedic about that, about a bunch of like Germans and Jewish people like getting together to try and like fake it. Um, I feel like that's like a South Park comedy though. Like it's not like a, it's clearly not trying to say that Nazis are good. It Nazis are still evil. It's just saying here's a group of people who were stuck in the middle of Nazi Germany during the worst time in Germany doing their best. Yeah. And I just, I like the idea of like that whole, like, like basically this like inept sequence where they have to basically fake that it's like a camp. And then like, and then you can still have like, like a revelation. You can still have like a little bit of drama in there where it's like a revelation where it's like, Oh my God, like, this is actually what's going on. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah, like, in, like some really heavy moment. Exactly. Oh, okay. Would it be like yeah. a the the general is about to leave tomorrow, and the guards are sitting there, like realizing, like everybody's sitting realizing, like what might happen if the eye stays on them. Like the the guards would have to start doing their jobs. The prisoners yeah. would have to start like enduring actually rough conditions. And yeah. what everyone else is going through. And that, like, the mm. night before where they're all just, like, hoping and praying that they don't... Tomorrow is a good day. That's actually... Uh, that wouldn't be a bad... Uh, that wouldn't be a bad basis for a song right there. Because um, then you get, like, you uh, split the stage. And, like, the prisoners are on one side lamenting uh, oh, the conditions and- that may face them ahead and their sorrow not realizing how bad things were everywhere else and the luck they yeah. had not having to endure those combined with the guilt of we didn't have to do that and then the, and the guards guard. torn between yeah. the good relationships they've built with these prisoners and how easy they've had it and the things they'll have to do to their friends if yeah. they're forced to actually start following the rules again yeah yeah, I think like I actually I really love that. I never even thought of something like that. Like in terms of the staging, I actually think that's like kind of beautiful in a way. Like not to toot our own horn right there, but I don't know. I think it, um, especially you, the what you what what was that like? Like you need to say something at the you end do. of the day, and that yeah. is definitely something worth saying. Yeah, I think, it, and the idea too that it's like. Um, because even like even if the, the they know like even if the eye it's kind of like no matter what happens like after realizing like what they're actually doing and what this means like like they can't go back to that kind of like carefree state that they were in before where they're basically all just hanging out it's not like it's not like they won't like each other as like people or friends in a, in a way it might even strengthen it but it's like oh my god like while well, we were doing this like all this other stuff was happening i mean like how do we how do we go like you were kind of saying rj like how do we go back how do the germans cope with like knowing that they're part of a system that was doing that that like that's why the camp was was originally built and then how do the jewish people go back like knowing that like they've lost so much you know and like you i i think like you still want to keep it a like you don't want to undercut those moments at all but I do want it to end on, like... I would want it to end on, like, a happy note. You know what I mean? Like, I would want it yeah. to end on something that's, like, lightly optimistic. I you think know, the happy note like... you end on is the trust, right? Like, they have to trust that... Like, maybe even... Maybe you don't even get to the next day. Maybe you don't get to the morning after where they find out whether or not the relationship continues. Maybe you end on the trust that, like we have to trust each other and then maybe maybe they talk about it maybe they don't but just the like take it on the faith and the trust that like we're not going to fall down this hole just because it's expected of us i even think the idea that um you could have like uh you could have that scene where it's the divided stage and it's like maybe it is like that morning um and this might be a little like corny um this could potentially be like tweaked a little but like um it's that morning and like in the divided stage you know you have like 
the general or whatever commanding officer is coming into the the soldiers' quarters um, for for basically just to let them know like what his decision is. And we see soldiers like who are kind of like knocking on the doors of like the barracks where like the Jewish the the, the Jewish people are kept, and uh, they come in and they find like everything's like empty, like it like they've all split basically. Oh, mm. oh, I Something was thinking like more that. the the. So the general's about to give like his hand down his orders on what's going to happen, and so the, the soldiers are all in the barracks like nervous waiting and the jews are uh, there's almost like an uprising about to start where they're like we gotta act now if we don't do something now they're gonna come down on us we're gonna die and one of like i don't know about voice of i don't know voice of reasons the right phrasing but like one of them who had a particularly good relationship speaks up and says no we have built these relationships we have to... Why would we betray them now? After we've come so far. Oh, oh it's like... So the guards uh, don't know that they... Because if the uprising did happen, then... If the uprising did happen, then definitely it'd have to go to the status quo of mm-hmm. prisoner and horrendous, awful conditions. But because they hold the line, it saves them. basically there's like a moment like one of the ending moments is like <clears throat> a moment of solidarity between like the guards and like the the kind of prisoners in like the face of this like commanding officer and he has no chance like he has no choice but to basically like kind of basically like say a last few angry angry words and like split basically yeah. like i like so, that a little bit better so they hold the line they don't they don't uprise they don't try and take it for their own and mm-hmm. the guards on seeing that these people they've gotten to know are willing to put that trust in them and accept their fate and hand over to the, like basically put their lives in the guards' hands and be like, look, we trust you, don't do this. And the guards stand in solidarity with them and say, we're not doing it. I love that. I love that. It's like, it's definitely like, I could see people calling it Sappy, but I think think those people might be a little cynical because I think that's like sort of uh, I don't know. I think that's something I've never really seen before, like depicted. And I think it would be kind of a cool sort of like because I understand obviously the the kind of more um, like the 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 real historical like forces usually penetrate a lot of those film depictions. But I think depicting like a scene like like a a, a situation like that where it's it is just people. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of like it's people opposed to this thing that is trying to get them to do things that they just know are wrong. Um, I think that's like a far more um, that's like almost the next step. I think like for for that type of stuff, and I, I think that's interesting. But I feel bad because I I hijacked uh, that um, that Swiss movie. No, um, I think this. I think this is overall good. I like I like both these ideas. Maybe we can make a double feature out of them. Um, <laughs> we the, we uh, should think the better buddies. We should... World War Two cinematic universe. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Actually, we we should let's really quick like let's spitball just like like a title for that Swiss movie. Oh gosh. Um... Just keep coming back to bad times at the El Royale. So much so that I think Chris Hemsworth is going to show up as a cult leader at some point in the movie. <laughs> I still um, want to see that movie. I never saw it. It is good. It's a good movie. But uh, pl- spoilers for what I just said, because that's, that's a fairly fine. big plot twist. Um, what about... See, now I'm just thinking, like, good times at the Swiss Chalet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I... Chalet politics. Three. Airplane three. Airplane three. <laughs> um, hold on. Swiss. Uh, um. The sound of Muzak, but it's M U Z A K. I think. I think honestly, um, 
Okay, here we go. Even like, uh, I think even the name of a building, like an allies unnamed, in the Alps. One of the wait, what'd you say? Allies, allies in the Alps. In the Alps. <laughs> this is what happens when you make films with a stranger in the Alps. Yeah. What'd you say? What was that? This is what happens when you friend a stranger in the Alps. <laughs> Have you not heard that? No. In, what is uh, that? The Big Lebowski TV version, because they can't do the swear words. Oh. Instead of, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass, it's, this is what happens when you friend a stranger in the Alps. Yes. I, that I have heard, that I do remember. Uh, Alpine something. Looking at, I'm looking for Swiss like. Watchmen. Yeah. The Watchmen. <laughs> I'm looking for like. Um, old resorting to violence <laughs> <laughs> resorting to violence um, um even <laughs> i think like i am struggling I'm really not resorting to violence. <laughs> I, I like I like the I like the spirit of resorting to violence. I mean that is that that honestly it's starting to grow on me. That's not that's not too bad. See, I'm a little torn because it's good. I love the pun, but resorting to violence makes me think of like a slasher flick. It's it it yeah it's it's just yeah. it sounds a little like a television episode. Um. That's that's very fair. Um, can we do resorting to something else? Resorting to um, hold on here. I'm even think I'm thinking almost like of like um, ski patrol. Ski patrol. <laughs> Actually, I think that's already there... thing, though. Ski Patrol Two, more skis. It is a movie. Can, can we just name it. something as a sequel to another movie and have them not be related at all? Yeah, <laughs> this just like, be like Ghostbusters Four. <laughs> Actually, I can give you a great example of that. Uh, you go watch Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand on Netflix. Wizards of the Lost Kingdom followed by Wizards of the Lost Kingdom Two. Do you want to know how many characters, scenes, or ideas from Wizards of the Lost Kingdom shows up in the sequel? I'm imagining zero. Absolutely zero. But they literally use scenes from the first movie in the opening of the second for no reason. That's to establish it that it's Wizard the the Wizards whatever you said Kingdom. the second one. <laughs> yeah. It's like they don't even have continuity. the same magic items. The first one was a ring. The second one had a chalice and a crystal ball and a necklace and a sword. Like a whole outfit. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, maybe uh, that's our uh, user engagement question for the week. What should we name? Yeah. Yeah. Give us a name. name about POWs in a Swiss ski resort. I, I have, like, okay, I'm seeing one. Oh, that, like, what? Instead of snow plow, it's snow pow. Snow pow. Is pow wow not? Uh, <laughs> that might be a little much. <laughs> a little iffy. Yeah, I kind that's a, of. It's a little yikes. <laughs> snow pow. I really, I love the punchiness of it. Um. Yeah. Oh my god! Hold on! Hold on! Um, we're holding, James. We're still holding. We're Caulfield. Hey, look at this guy! Look at this guy with the literary references. Boom. Um, I'm thinking like, okay. Catcher in the rhyme, more like catcher in the sty. I'm falling asleep over here. I know. I'm thinking like it's something like like. Soldat is so like unromantic. Just start throwing out words. Because like, 
well i'm thinking of like either the name like like it it should almost like sound either like a name i think from like a a postcard or like imagine a photo of the of all the people at the chalet and it's like Ooh. vacation 44 or wish you were here. like wish you Ooh, oh that's good that is good because <laughs> i you actually love a scene one. at the beginning of Ooh, that's how we open the movie. It's the guy writing the postcard uh, to, like, his family or whatever. And it flips over into the title, Wish You Were Here. And he goes and hands it off. It's like, he goes to go put it in the mailbox, but he actually hands it to a guard. And that's how we open it up to, like, it's a prison. That's that really good. Is <laughs> awesome, RJ. That is so good. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, Greenlit. Greenlit. So when are we writing this I, movie? We gotta we gotta shop this around. Podcast. The rest Hollywood of the podcast for this episode is cancelled. We're writing a movie. Well no, oh my gosh. <laughs> what if we just do this? Okay, we're gonna write a movie on our podcast, and then we'll have the audiobook format and we can just sell that. Yeah. Oh get a transcript. Yeah. Script's already yeah. written. A radio play. Yeah. Yeah. That could be fun. That could be fun. Second project, RJ. Oh god, I don't have time for any more projects. I know. There's a no, reason this I... is just a segment of the show rather than an entirely new show, despite the fact that we are ooh, tw- 30, 30 minutes in? Yeah. yeah we, oh, we, we, we all knew this was going to take up 80% of the podcast. Yeah, I, I do apologize. No, I, I love I love the title. This the is episode 150, is by the way. There's, ooh, there's, congrats. Yeah, that's, that actually is impressive. Um... There's a movie called Wish You Were Here from 2012, That's but funny. I think Ooh. we can we no, we no wish you oh, we can do it like, all the time. We can do Wish You Were Here with like an exclamation point. We do Welcome Wish to You the Were Alps. Here. Wish You Were Here. No. <laughs> wish You Were Here. <laughs> you were here. <laughs> I I love <laughs> I love Wish You Were Here. Like even Wish You Were Here. Like H. E-E-R-E, maybe it's like the last name yeah. of the main character or oh, something like that. Last name of the main like, character, or it's the name of the resort. Oh! <laughs> yes! Chalet here! I love that! Because <laughs> that's a fancy European spelling. And you like, wish you were heir? Like, mister in German? <laughs> oh! Like, H-E-R-R? Wish you were heir. Yeah. Wait, you were heir. I like I like wish you were here like H E E R E. But if you H E R R, it's wish you were here, hair, hair. Yeah. Wish you were hair. I think I I like wish you I like wish you were here. I think I think that I I'm imagining that in like the, the kind of classic like postcard like kind of bigger fonts. You know what I mean? Where it's like a little yeah. it's kind of wavy, and then we can have like that exclamation point, or you can have like the the, the visage of the like some of the scenery like on the letters and stuff um yeah i actually think that's brilliant and um i will we should definitely write that film it just this do a little bit of it every week <laughs> we should honestly i mean Wish. look the um uh, what was the show story break by Freddie yes. Wong and his writing partners, they stopped their show because they went to go make a movie. So, like, we can just swoop in. Yeah. We no, just... we're the new story break. <laughs> we are. Look, look at me. We're the story break now. I I think it'd be I think it'd be a lot of fun, I, and I think that's like a good like that's a goofy enough concept where it's like you can play around. Excuse me with it and still have like a lot of fun. I. And it, it's so important too. Like I think a lot of people write this off, haha. But it's like when like getting a title down, like sometimes like seals the deal. Like oh, it's yeah. real, yeah. It, it does. I can see the whole movie basically with like <clears throat> this title. I love it. I uh, love it. Now I just want to watch this movie. I know, dude. I want to see this movie too. Yeah. Where, where's Who's Spielberg? the main character? Like, who's the actor? Who's who? Which actor is our like lead? I see. I think like. And what country I, are they from? Oh, 
Oh, well, we I also were talking about this American ensemble cast, English. right? What'd you say? So, I think we'd have English. We could do Henry yeah. Cavill. He's English. I'm see. I'm almost picturing. I'm picturing him. I'm picturing this guy younger. I'm picturing yeah. him as like, like he was. He's like nineteen, maybe oh, like twenty two. It's Spider Man. Oh, oh Tom Holland. Holland. We got Tom Holland in there. He's British. He's too big. He's British. He could. I want. I almost want an actor. Like I want an actor. On, I, it's almost kind of like uh, how in the Grand Budapest Hotel there are a lot of notable actors, but the guy who gets cast for the main, um, like the the lead, the, the lead uh, Zero, um, like a no, he wasn't really known before that. Okay. Um, and I think we that? should we would do something like that, but like because I think that way it gives the audience like. There's not a lot of expectation on that main character, uh, like on that actor, other than them for just to, for them to just be that character. Yeah. But, but with like all the cast, you could have Henry Cavill and Tom Holland as the Brits. Ooh, like we do Henry on. Cavill and Tom Holland, and then whatever surviving Monty Python member we can get. <laughs> oh, Eric Idle, John Cleese. Are you kidding me? Yeah. John John Cleese, Henry Cavill. And Tom Holland? I John mean, Cleese would be, like, the general who got shot down leading them on to, like, yeah. quote-unquote fight the Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he uh, he got, like, turned around or something like that. Um, he was, Who's like, leading Americans? in... Who are the Americans? Yeah. Um... I, like, my mind immediately goes to Brad Pitt, but I think that's too... That's, that's, that's an obvious yeah. choice. It is an obvious choice. Um, I think that's too obvious. Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan. <laughs> I think that'd be okay. I think that'd be really funny. A because they're both they're good actors, but B for the implication of like it's World War Two. It's Cap and Bucky. <laughs> I, as long as as long that's not too bad. As I could see that as long as it's not like actually like they're like Cap and Bucky. No, no. Yeah. Like, it's like a joke. It would, yeah, um, it would either. I, I'd want I like a little reference in some way, like there's they go to the sauna and their boxer trunks are referential in some way, or they just have a callback to like that time you fell off the train tracks or something. Yeah, like we can have like a little reference to. It would be fun to, I guess, almost like kind of take them and like tweak the captain america where it's like it's like what if these guys were just regular soldiers you know what i mean like what if they and they just literally fell off a train together like i, I think like that's kind of almost that's the kind of like reference i can get behind where it's okay. like you're like making it kind of your own but at the same time you're still paying homage to like clearly like what is being said yeah um there's another are, american i was thinking of where it was like who was it Damn it, I lost them. I think they all have to be somewhat young dudes. Yeah. It's like you're yeah. not really going to have a general flying over Switzerland and getting sw- shot down. I no. Could see, I could throw Charlie it's... Cox in there, too. Oh, dude, Oscar Isaac. I mean, come on, right? Ooh, like, could Oscar Isaac be like a Spaniard who got shot down? Oh, that would actually so, be really not, good. Wait, what is his ethnicity? He's, he's, he's a... He's a he's a Latino, yeah, oh, but I think okay. he's. I thought he was like, no, he's not Mexican. I think he's from like actual like South America. Yeah. Um, oh, he's Guatemalan. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so he, I could see him either as like a like a Spaniard or as like even a Frenchman. I think would be kind of funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could see him in that goofy hat and the red pants um, <laughs> with a mustache, you know, pretty easily. And I think that's something he could really sink his teeth into. Um, now, question, because we've been talking a lot about guys. Are there any women at this resort? I, okay. Hmm. Well. I feel like it's the, one of those things where we either need to go, like, full split or no women. I think you could have, um, the Soviets were notable for some of their female snipers. Like, for hmm. some of their women snipers. Like, they were famous for that. Um... I think you could have uh, 
you could definitely have some of the like staff at the chalet like the guards it would actually be really funny i don't know like how you would play this and you want to do it like genuinely you don't want to do this like haha isn't this funny because they're women but yeah. like the idea that like it is a resort staff for a lot of it used to be a resort staff for like the rich and powerful so like um the idea that because all of the like swiss actual like troops are needed to basically defend the border um just in case like the resort staff made up of like mainly like younger women who were basically there when it was still a resort to sort of um I've got you know it. like, like make, make the guests feel comfortable and like they're now put in this position of like you're the guards like you've got to basically like take watch over them and i like the idea of like I like the idea of them like having fun too. Like the idea of like like they're like what like why like so why are we doing this? Like this is would like, they, like I want to throw an idea out there because I think it'd be funny. I don't know if it'd be funny, but I think it would make sense that because it was used to be a resort for the rich and powerful, they didn't want to see a bunch of security guards everywhere. So the mm. staff were all trained security, but also mm. happened to be generally younger women. Okay. Oh, so that's, that's like really good. one of the lessons all the new guys who come into the thing have to learn very quickly is don't fuck with the guards. <laughs> yeah. That's really good, Arjun. That's all really of them, good. Every Archie single fucking this one. Movie. Yeah. Does dude, the Black you're... Widow legs around the head like choke them <laughs> yeah. out thing? <laughs> because only the only all women in action movies know how to do that clearly. Oh, that's really funny. Um, that's really really funny. We do need them to still come off as, like, regular because we don't yeah. want them, like, sometimes the whole, like, badass woman trope is, like, super overused, you know what I mean? So we want them to, I think we, we want it to once. be, like, yeah, and I would want it to be, like, if it's, like, um, if it's, like, depicted, like, well, it will be depicted, but I want it to be, like, it doesn't have to be, like, bloody or gory or anything, but I want it to be, like, brutal. Like, I don't yeah. want it to be this smooth, like, thing. I want it to be, like, she kicks the shit out of this person like he's just yeah. not prepared there's no grace she... to it i think yeah, exactly. i think i'd rather it's just like she decks him in the face he goes down and then she kicks him a little bit and then she makes <laughs> a comment about like what did you think i was gonna do swing around your neck <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay yeah i'm done with that i i like that a lot that um really i'm thinking like and obviously we could get like and it's gotta uh, be scarlett johansson <laughs> It's got well. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, uh, or Florence Pugh. Yeah. Oh, Florence Pugh. We could get Margaret Qualley. Well, we need people who look kind of Swiss though, too. So, Margot like, Robbie. Margot Robbie's was my go-to as well. Australian. A little, uh, again, a little obvious choice, but I do think having her as like the captain of the guard, who is shown sparingly, could be fun. Yeah. Um, like that could be a fun role. Um. I probably would. Yeah. I probably avoid Scarlett Johansson then. Yeah, that's totally fair. I only loaded it for the fun joke yeah. about sw swinging around a man's neck. Yeah. I do. I do like the idea. I like the idea a lot of Florence Pugh, um, and I also like the idea of like, uh, um, well, because the thing is too is that not everyone who would work at a Swiss chalet necessarily has to be Swiss. They could be workers from other places. Ooh. So you could have like people who look different and stuff like that. Like at least from the continent, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, no, that would be. Oh yeah, that'd be good. That'd be really good. I feel like I there's mean, another one. Because, like you said, like we want the main character to be a lesser-known actor, and like the yeah. side ones, for at least for the guys, this all the like side characters you can do famous if you want. I feel like that's another instance where we want to try and find an unknown for a couple of the main guard roles, and then we can put known people in some of these side parts for the guards. I so, I agree with that. That that brings me back to the question of which nationality is our main character from. Theoretically, they'd be one of the English-speaking countries because of the postcard, but maybe I, not. I I'm always gonna lean a little bit in favor, honestly, of like uh, either like mainly an American, like I, I and that's like biased, obviously. But question: I'm gonna, mm. What if we make them Irish? 
That works. Oh. I like that. Irish signed up with the British because he was just a little too young, so he faked it. And Ireland was a neutral country. Having him like a whole, like, I'm not even supposed to be here would be kind of funny. Um, oh my god, that's actually that's actually really good. Yeah, because you can still get the English, you can get the English humor. You, like... And that, that might American. be like a late movie reveal, is the like, he has to pretend he's British, so it's intro to thinking he's British, he's playing up the British. You're and let along thinking... Drinking. <laughs> What? Well, and then they get him drinking in the accents. Yeah, <laughs> and then it the slips accent comes out. out, but he drinks them all under the table. It, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's like the moment where like the young kid like proves himself like a little bit. So like like they all wake mm. up and he's still he's like making yeah. breakfast or something like that. It's like They're a normal drinking. war coming of age prove yourself story, but it's just drinking. Exactly, <laughs> They're drinking. Yeah. They're pushing. They're pushing, and he's keeping up. And there's one guy left. And the guy's about to tap out. He's like, where are you even from? And the main character's like, breaks out the Irish accent finally. <laughs> from <Yeah>. Dublin. Dublin. <laughs> you ever heard of Dublin? You ever heard of Dublin? <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love, um, I, I love too, because actually it gives us enough him. He could have relate, like he could be writing postcards to relatives in Britain to relatives in New York. Yeah. Uh, like, to relatives in Dublin. Like, he can be writing posts. Like, he has, like, the potential for, like, not to get too corporate here, but, like, mass market appeal. Because he, like, the Irish had connections to all those countries, you know? Well, and that's so one of those things like, you can change just, like, on the postcard. In the back. Like, you don't have to change any of the story. It's just, like, the address on the postcard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's, like, he's just writing to different family members. Like, and that, those could be almost, like, sorts of um like bookends to certain scenes is like he's he's writing a new postcard or that's like something we cut to him doing like uh at certain points in the film as he's like he's got his own little thing that he's kind of like doing here um and it gives a possibility for a look into his like interior monologue as well and um we can use that to like do some of the set the things where he's not there where like he hears stories from before he showed up and then we cut to yeah. the, like that for a little bit. Oh that side yeah, story. absolutely. He's a Russian spy the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> here's here's the here's a question. Here's a question. Who's gonna play the Germans? Who are the Germans gonna be? I don't know. Hmm. Arnie Hammer. We get like one. We could have like one, like a reference. Uh, uh, oh god, who would play the German? Oh, we did say. Oh, it, for some reason oh, I thought you I got it. 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 Owen Wilson. We get all the guys from Inglorious Bastards <laughs> to play the Germans. This one. <laughs> all the all the guys who played the Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Like, oh man. That would be it. Would be funny to have an inglorious bastards type group. Is it too of meta for them to like play that role, or would that would it lead people to think that they're just faking it? I think that's um, I think that's a little too on the nose. Like I think it's a little okay. too like winky winky. But I do like the idea of like a group of haggard Germans. Like I like the idea of like a group of two or three regular German soldiers, and then their like commander who is like. They're almost like paralleling the British, but it's um, yeah, they're kind of paralleling the British, where it's like the regular infantry are sort of like done, but their commander is like the war's not over, like we're still in this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I feel like I, for I that, do... you gotta have John Ham. John Ham is the oh. German commander. <sighs> you know I'm right. See, I know now that you say him though I almost want him to be part of the Americans because I can see him fit in so well but I do think him playing the German commander would be like he's got the jawline he does and he has um he could he could do very quickly like both comedy and like kind of a serious turn all yep. in one which I think would be pretty funny at least like a John Hamm type, like yes. a strong, 
jawline, like sort of just like dark eyes. Like you either either like really like you just like wanted to like you basically just from the way he looks but at the same time you're like terrified of him like something yeah. about you is um oh that's pretty good um could we make brendan fraser one of the germans <laughs> we could we could have him as like a tired we can have like the tired um basically the he second was in world war one yes yes yeah, the guy who's like seen it all and he's just kind of like reliving. He's like kind of done, basically. Um, he's down and out. Um, I like that. I like. Um... Oh, I almost like the idea of like. Uh... I don't know why I thought like Jonah Hill or mm. like. Seth Rogen or somebody. I know Seth Rogen's a really good writer. I cannot stand his laugh. Yeah, that's fair. And as a, <laughs> he just doesn't get to laugh at all in the movie. Yeah, I'm <laughs> okay with that. He doesn't talk. He's actually. I don't know what good. it is, but in the last like two he's just to three extra. years, <laughs> his laugh for me has gone from authentic to him. He's like, <laughs> like it, he's faking does, laughing. He's got does a unique really laugh. Maybe it's just his more authentic self now, RJ. Maybe. Yeah, maybe you're, maybe you're, you're, you're cowed by Seth Rogen's authenticity. Maybe the um, pandemic was rough on him, <laughs> and he's just being himself now. Yeah, you he's know, he's seen up. what's really important in this world, and fake laughing is not among them, among <laughs> those <laughs> things. <laughs> it's laughter. It's real, genuine laughter. Yes. Um. No, I think uh, I think we have the building blocks here for quite the film. Um, definitely, somewhat dependent on cast, like who they're able to get. But I think, like I always think, like knowing who you would maybe want. I got another German. But, um, who the? Did either of you guys watch Lucifer at all? No. No. Uh, Arcane. No. Damn it! Those are the only two things I know him in. Um, he's the, one of the detectives in Lucifer. He, the actor is, one moment while I Google the cast Kevin is... Alejandro. Yeah, Kevin Alejandro. I think Kevin Alejandro could be one of the Germans. How do you think that? So, he's got, he's got good com comedic range. Because uh, he was one of the, like, um, comedic reliefs in Lucifer. But he also played did a lot of tragedy in it, too, of making poor choices, getting intense, um, suffering, like, legitimately suffering. Between that and his voice work in Arcane, where, again, he's not comedic in Arcane, but he is uh, intelligent and forceful. So I don't know that he'd be like the lead German, but he could definitely be one of the Germans. I could, uh, I would, I like, I like the idea of like another. I my only worry would be that he'd be a little too similar physically to to like the John Hamm type. Mm. But I do, I do like the idea of like um, someone who's almost kind of his uh, his double. I I don't know why I thought. Um, what about like Joe Keery? From like Stranger Things, I don't maybe know why. Good American, maybe. Or yeah, or I think German. he could. I think he could fit as an American. I think like, I I like the idea of like kind of a lanky, tired, goofy, um, looking guy somewhere in the cast. Um, maybe you know, maybe even as a French guy. Um, if he can get the accent down, but, but yeah. Oh, uh, wish you were here. Coming to a theater near you. Can we do Ben Schwartz as one of the Russians? 2030. <laughs> ben Schwartz is one of the Would Russians. Would be completely serious? I actually, if he could pull it off, I think he could actually be really good as that. Because um, I think he'd be able to sort of, uh, I like his sort of like gangly look. I think that'd be funny. We'd have to contrast that with like somebody potentially. A real beefcake. <laughs> yeah, a real beefcake. <laughs>
just a thick slab of beef. Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sylvester Stallone is a Russian. It's it's oh, it's Ben Schwartz, Sylvester Stallone, and Schwarzenegger comes out of retirement, and they're the Russians. I was gonna say like Schwarzenegger. I could see Schwarzenegger and Ben Schwartz working really well. I think that could actually be kind of funny. Um, that's a very like classic, like physical, just from their appearance, like physical comedy looking duo. I think it's the Russians too. It almost reminds me of sort of a. Uh, Sort of like a Jumba and Pleakley yeah. sort of like dynamic, you know what I mean? Um, cool. Yeah, no. Well, that's... So our better buddy's icebreaker this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've gotten through the intro. Now that we are we 55 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> We've got two more hours. <laughs> <laughs> A quadruple feature for you today, folks. <laughs> yes. Strap him. Um. Anyway. <laughs> so do we want to do any of these other segments quick, or I, we can do the icebreaker? I, yeah, I would do. I would do the icebreaker for sure. I don't uh, think the ice has sufficiently broken yet. No, we're Ever still, yet. you know, getting comfortable with each other. We are literally we fifty-eight minutes in. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, the icebreaker this week was what kind of pet would be considered a deal breaker for you to live with, whether it's a roommate or an SO's? Um, unfortunately, a cat. My Cats are lovely, oh, yeah. but I am deathly allergic. Yikes. Tarantula. I'm not living with no fucking spider. They're pretty freaky. Deal breaker. I'd honestly say, like... Honestly, if they had birds, birds birds are pretty annoying too. Yeah, that's my only thing is like just because like they're not like quiet. Um, Like you can't control them. Yeah, I've uh, maybe if they can like keep them quiet if they have like a way to do that, but like um, they're just they're just not quiet. And you just trick them into thinking it's nighttime. Yeah, you knock them out with a big hammer. <laughs> no, you just put a sheet over their cage. So, you, oh, so they don't see it when you hit them do. with the hammer. Shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Different methods. Both okay. people eat valid. <laughs> really? Okay, good. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to make some phone calls. All right. We're going to do a how to be a better buddy. We get at least one question in. Uh, How often do you talk to your parents? With the further details, my son is 29. We go weeks weeks without speaking. And when we do, it's usually short, impersonal text conversations. I don't know how much of that is a normal part of growing up and how much is personal. I'm looking for a baseline. I don't know how often is normal because I'm not on speaking terms with my parents. Um, go ahead, James. No, I, I guess like I don't think that's. I think I I have like a different relationship with uh, my parents to like a degree. I honestly probably like my my mom and my dad are actually both pretty communicative at least over text like they'll usually send something we i have a group chat with them and each of them and my siblings um and they'll usually send like one or two things like every couple days like in the group chat like something they found or like a photo from home and i think i usually probably talk to my mom and dad maybe between two and three times a week like a phone call um like one once a week at, at least usually um just to kind of keep in touch yeah mine, uh, yeah go ahead mine's evolved a little bit a few years back i never communicated never had any reason to never had anything to talk about they'd hear about it when i went to visit and in the last like i guess six months six to eight months nine months now um it's kind of become like a once a like gone from none to once a week at least, but mostly just because a I'm a different person than I was before. I've had more things to talk or vent about, 
and I haven't been, like, for the first time, this is the first year where I haven't, like, gone back home during a summer vacation or for a winter vacation. Like, I'm not on break from school, I'm just working. And I'm not working at home, so, or working at my parents' house, I should say, so, there's been more conversation than there used to be, but it's still probably, like, once a week on average, maybe. I would say I would say that's pretty frequent. Yeah, definitely a lot more the last few months, last couple months. I think at this I, once I get into the swing of things at work, probably gonna go down to once a month, maybe. Mm. Yeah, for me, I, I'm I guess I'm more like the son in the question here. I have absolutely nothing against my parents. I love them very much, but. I'm one of those people where the outside world just kind of doesn't exist for me <laughs> yeah. for most of the time. So, like, I'm never the first one to reach out. Um, like, almost never. So, I, I I don't know. I think it's fairly normal. Yeah. <laughs> I could definitely be better at communicating. <laughs> no, and there there is such a thing as overdoing it. Like, I, I, I think... Um... Yeah, like, I think as long as, Careful, like, James. You've said your father listens to this show. He does. My parents no. also listen to the show. <laughs> no, I, I, I think, like, I think there is such a thing as, like, overdoing it. And I think, like, sometimes I think my parents have stepped into that. And sometimes I feel like I've, like, stepped into that where it's, like, you still need to be, like, independent people. Um, but I also think, like, to a degree, like, maybe you go through these periods, um... Where it, where it does just sort of like ebb and flow, and then eventually you get sort of in like a natural rhythm. Like you're kind of talking about RJ, like you're kind of in like one of those periods right now where it's just a little bit different and then it'll settle, you know? Um, so I think as long as like you feel like um, there's nothing wrong, obviously, with like um, reaching out to like your, your mom and dad every once in a while um, and just being like, hey, like, what's up? Like, just kind of wanted to check in, check in on you. Um, and just like see see how you're doing and at the same time like they should know too because maybe sometimes they feel like oh i don't know like they're busy or they 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 have like obviously other stuff going on too and i i kind of feel what you said as well john like i can be i can be pretty um passive in terms of that communication so that's something i can definitely like i kind of work to like improve on but at the same time i think like everyone's got their different sort of styles and some people just just talk more and some people don't and that's it's like that frequency is not a value judgment it's it's just sort of like a difference in style more than anything else yeah i i think you brought up a good point too rj like you had you just had more to talk about in that period you know true or at least that's what you imply or what i got out of it um, yeah i i definitely did because like I mean, the period before was, I was still in college, really, and, like, I was an undergrad, and in undergrad, I didn't really talk to my parents that much, because I went home over the summer and on winter break and for holidays, so, like, I'd catch up with them there, and nothing I was doing was really, like, that significant, right? Like, I played video games this weekend with my friends, that's cool, I do that Ooh. every weekend. Yeah. But, and then, after undergrad, I was working and living at home... <laughs> So they saw me all the time anyways, and then I went back to school, and still was home over the summer and on holidays, and then now I'm working in full-time and I'm out of the house finally, but there's also been more life events where it's like, hey, I I ruined my car back in April or whatever it was, and had to vent about that, or trying to job hunt, or... Um, some of the like actual life changes that have occurred so i don't know in not being home there's more for them to update me on with like if i go two months without talking shit happens like i have other family members and i don't talk to anybody any of them so <laughs> <laughs> that's also very that's pretty fair honestly i think that's a fair comparison cool All right. Thank you both for joining this week. That was an excellent discussion. Yes. Of course. That was, that was a lot of fun. We're going to go become billionaires with our billion dollar movie. 
We've just got a vault. You know, it's like the Disney if vault. We're, if we're hiring those actors, <laughs> we're not going to see a lot of that money. <laughs> we'll have uh, that billion, and then we'll spend that billion. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We're also on social media. Facebook is Better Buddies. We post our icebreaker questions and our meme Mondays. On Twitter, at BetterBudcast. Use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tweet about the show. And add us, because, you know, we want to see it. And our Gmail account, BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, or questions you need advice on. And on all social media channels, send us uh, send us movie title names, because we need some. Oh, we have the perfect one. Yeah. For future movies. <laughs> okay. Send us the movie title names, and we'll make a movie off of it. Or even, like, movies that you might want to hear uh, maybe reworked. Yeah. Stuff like that. We'll yes. fix them. Yes. Last, but not least, be a better buddy. Yeah, no, they're apparently, I was watching a video today where they have like apparently one of the best militaries in Europe. Um, and it, I mean, obviously their position necessitates it. Because um, the video made the point that like with neutrality, like you may oh, technically not. What'd you say? Yeah, with like neutrality, it necessitates, necessitates the strength to back it up because you yep. just become an actual third party. Exactly. Like, you don't have any enemies, technically, but you also don't have any allies, which means anyone is a potential enemy, um, yeah. which is, like, something I didn't really think of before. 